HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hearst Ranch is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. Learn more about Hearst Ranch at hearstranch.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. We talk about food. We talk about music. With musical dudes. Finger on the pulse. Snacky tunes. Hello and welcome to Snacky Tunes. I'm one half your host, Greg Bresnitz. I'm the other half your host, Darren Bresnitz. We are coming to you live from Eastside Food Festival on the east side of Los Angeles. Yeah, Max Sennett, shout out. Well done. Thank you. Uh, um, first up, we're going to have a song from Tangerine, who just moved here from Seattle. And then we're going to be talking all things siblings. All things siblings. And how not to murder them while building a business. Ready? <laughs> all right, this is Wild at Heart. Taunted me, made me feel some kind of way. See, I could keep my hands real clean, but then I Such a poor making of us. Your 
Two place for tacos and all things Texas. Yay, yay. Thanks, guys. Uh, There's a third one that's not here. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the triplet. Yes, she's here in spirit. Yeah, she's here in spirit. She's, she's, uh, here. she's keeping it real in Austin. In, in Texas. Um, and love to introduce uh, Tangerine as well. Marika, Miro, Toby, and Seth. Welcome to Snacky Tunes. <laughs> um, so... This is for all of you. Uh, what was it like growing up? Were you all close? Did you grow up close or were you fighting a lot and then got closer as you got older? We were actually surprisingly really close um, with our other sister as well. We didn't fight a whole ton. We had our, our moments, but <laughs> on the most part, got along really well. Yeah, I feel like we weren't allowed to fight. I feel like our parents <laughs> made us like each other. Yeah. Like, we weren't allowed to say shut up or anything like that. Same. And they'd be like, hug your sister and say you're sorry, you know? Ooh. Like, like immediately, like if you were... Yeah, I feel like, and it worked. It, like, forced us to be friends. We should have done that. We probably could have done that more. Yeah. <laughs> That's some good learning. What about you? What about we weren't you so, uh, we weren't so peaceful. We were, like, since it was, well, we were five daughters. Wow. And two older sisters, four and seven, when we were born. So we're triplets, for anyone that doesn't know that. Um, and so it, since there were three of us, it was like a really changing dynamic. Like sometimes you'd be like, the, like on the end and you'd be cool and everything would be like peachy. And then you'd wake up and you'd be like, oh no, <laughs> I'm the odd one out now. And they just like... It was, you just didn't know how long it was going to last. It was really odd, actually. What was, was there a dynamic of, like, how the five would split off? Was it the triplets versus everyone else? Or would sometimes the older ones, like, get two of the triplets? Or how was the power dynamic? That's a complicated question. We, we'll get the uh, whiteboard out yeah, for the second half. <laughs> um, so growing up, did you ever, like, join forces beyond just getting along? Like, lemonade stands or bands or talent shows, things like that? Uh, well, uh, no. <laughs> um, I mean, we were always close, but we gravitated towards different social groups. We moved around a lot throughout Texas, um, so we were always, we had built-in best friends wherever we went. So, you know, moves can be really hard when you're a kid, but for us, we always knew wherever we went, we would have two best friends, which was amazing and, and still is amazing. Um, but we, we gravitated towards different social groups. We didn't really hang out, even in college, actually. Did you go to college together? For the first year. Um, and then, <laughs> it, it was, um, it was uh, we lived in the same dorm, and it was A, we're A, B, C in order of birth, Andy, Breezy, Corey, Andrea, Brianna, Karina. So it was A, Skipador, B, Skipador, C. Wow. So, <laughs> um, that was really fun. We, we only, really didn't see each other much. Yeah, we only lasted together at college for a year as well. And then we went to different coasts. Year and a half. Oh, year and a half. 
And you two, did you band together, lemonade stands? We did have a band together, actually. How old were we? I was 12, and Simon so was 14. Yeah. Yeah, we started doing music pretty early. And then we have an older sister who we would perform at like school talent shows, and she would do the choreography. She's actually standing back there. Um, so yeah, we did a lot of like creative stuff together, I would say. No lemonade stands, though. Uh, the choreography was done by you two while performing the band, or...? or she would come up with it, and we would perform it, yeah, like dance. Any routines you care to share with us? And I mean, I know it's a podcast, but the audience would really appreciate it. I just remember we did um, Crazy by Britney Spears. Oh, uh, classic. It was like, you drive me crazy. For those of you who can't see, it's just like antler hands on the head, shaking back and forth. If that, is that apt? Is that a well, good description? I think so. Okay. I think so, so um, as you grew up, as you got older, when did you start to look at your sibling as someone who you might really want to work with or create with? Like, when did it go from just like, oh, we sort of know each other and we like some of the same things to something a little bit more solid? Yeah, starting out in life, I think we all kind of take a little while. Most of us take a little while to find what our passions are and what we want to dedicate our time and our life to. And for me, um, I had a lot of, I have like a really funny um, bio because I did so many different things that led up to... Um, me opening home state, like totally unrelated things. And, um, and then Andy at the same time was doing, you know, what she was passionate about while working at Trader Joe's. She was like, start, you know, we both moved out to LA around the same time. She moved out to LA um, three years after I did. Was it three years? Yeah. And so then we became like pretty close. Uh, we were like, you know, w we were the only family in LA. So we like definitely joined forces and we lived together. And, um, then, so she went pretty deep into her career in music, and I went pretty deep into my, like, ra like random assembly of jobs. And, and then it just, when Home State started, you know, it was something that we both had always dreamed of. I think most Texans that have come, that have left Texas are, like, always looking for their food. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we talked about it for a long time, but I just decided that, you know, I was going to dedicate, like, wholeheartedly m myself to making it happen. And then... Um, Andy was always there to support in so many different ways. And then the music element was such a natural thing because Andy's our marketing director, but one of the things that she, one of her big, it's, it's not something that takes most of her time, but something that takes, it comes from so much passion is the music contribution mm -hmm. um, to the restaurant. And it's, it's absolutely like one of the biggest personalities of the restaurant and something that I feel really proud of when we first opened. I was DJing off Spotify and Sonos, and it was so bad. And I was like, Andy, please Just a help Pandora me. playlist. Pick a band, press play. I never went that far. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it's you know, something that I think is really standout about the restaurant, and Andy was such a perfect fit to help define who we were through sound. And so it just, it was like, and then she's, you know, among many other things, helped define the brand's identity and keep us keep us real along the way. So I rely on her a lot for that. And I don't know, it just kind of happened along the way. We went our separate ways, our own paths, and then they just kind of veered back together in a really natural way. It's been a lot of fun. And for you two, I mean, short of performing crazy together, when did you realize that you wanted to do something 
I feel like we never had a definitive moment where we we're like, oh, we're gonna work together. Like when we were 12 in that band, that's kind of when it just seamlessly started. We started booking gigs and taking it seriously, and then Toby became like our honorary sibling also. <laughs> and he's been with the band ever since then. Um, we've split ways a couple of times, but we always just came back together and never even really talked about the fact that we were doing that. Yeah, we never had a conscious conversation, like we should like do this together. I feel like just again, because we all grew up so close, it just felt very natural. What were the, uh, in the early days, the benefits and even some of the setbacks of working with a sibling? It's hard to think of setbacks. I don't know. To me, I love it because it's, you know, you can, like, say anything to your sister and you'll probably be forgiven, you know? Like, it's so easy to, <laughs> I think, so far. But you know what I mean? Like, it's someone you're so close with that it's, you don't have to leave things unsaid. You can, like, get into it with each other and you know you'll still care about each other. I feel like that's really important in a creative enterprise. I don't know. What are the setbacks? You guys are always on the same page. And <laughs> yeah. I'm not always on that same page. But... Yeah, I'm sorry. That's not a setback for them, I don't think. Well, we always said from the beginning um, that our sisterhood, our our relationship came first before anything, and if that ever felt compromised, then it wasn't worth working together. And I still feel that way. I mean, we've had to have some pretty challenging conversations along the way, Um, but I think we're both mature enough. I mean, it sucks in the moment. It's like the worst thing ever to have to have those conversations. But once they're done, they're done, and then you can move on and continue in a better and healthier, stronger place. So. We used to live together, um, so when we would have uh, discussions, regardless of the setting, our friend would call them house meetings, um, which always went nuclear, but then it would be like, okay, do you want to go get a sandwich? Yeah. And just reset immediately. Now, I know that you mentioned that yeah, you moved, you two moved from Texas and you moved from Seattle. Uh, how much does that help? and moving from, you know, an old city to a new city and having family with you? I think the move is great for creativity in general. Because we were all born and raised in Seattle, so, you know, a change of scene I think is really inspiring. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, having family with you is like a safety net, you know. You don't feel so alone when you move. Yeah, it feels like we're back at home, but just like in a new setting when I look out the window. (laughs) But it's the same stuff. Andy, I thought, was going to move recently, and I almost lost my mind. I mean, it was like, you know, it is a safety net. You feel like, you know, she could be hitting the fan, and everybody, you're like, who are my friends? And, like, you always, or I always feel like I have my sister, and she travels a lot, so I get a glimpse of sometimes the city, what the city feels like without her, and I'm just like, whenever she lands, she'll call me. I'm like, (sighs) you know, just knowing that she's here gives me a lot of comfort, and, um, we're the only family out here. Everybody's still in Texas. And my mom texted me last night and said, move back. And oh. I was like, I mean, she's still, I've been I'm out here so for seven I'm so proud of years. you, and I love like, what you've built, but move back. Yeah, yeah, no, she didn't say the first part. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, on that note, why don't we have another song, uh, and then we'll get back into uh, working with your sibling and creating with your sibling here on Snacky Tunes Live at the Eastside Food Festival. What's the name of this one? This one is called Sly Moon. It could leave you lonely When that slime moon rises I still wonder how you are I was a strange girl You used to tease 
sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. The Hearst family has been raising cattle on the rich, sustainable native grasslands of California's Central Coast for over 150 years. Piedra Blanca Rancho in San Simeon is the original Hearst Ranch, founded by George Hearst in 1865. George's son was the famous publisher, William Randolph Hearst. In addition to being known for building the iconic Hearst Castle, William was, like his father before him, an avid rancher. In his words... I would rather spend a month at the ranch than any place in the world. Thanks to one of the largest land conservation easements in California history, a joint effort with the California Rangeland Trust, 
the American Land Conservancy, and the state of California, the working landscape at Hearst Ranch will be preserved forever. Learn more about Hearst Ranch at HearstRanch.com. So now that you've had a business, had a band that's established and going, um, how do you support each other business-wise, creatively, as sisters? Business-wise and... Creatively. Oh. How do we do that? How do we support, support each other? Each other. <laughs> I mean, we're constantly... Yeah. Creatively, we're constantly bouncing ideas off each other all the time, especially when you live together. It's just inevitable. Um, like, you just get out of the shower and you have an idea or you're in right. the kitchen. And it's the same way with um, business. It kind of never stops. And when it's a sibling thing, it's kind of 24-hour then. It's not like you yes. clock out <laughs> and you go home yeah. and go to bed. You know, it's like around the clock. So... Yeah, we'll like DM each other from our different rooms with like ideas. Yeah, like, yeah. there's no rest. <laughs> We're still learning the business. I don't even know how we, uh, how we support each other with that. That's the thing about being a musician is you start out thinking it's going to be just the art, but then there's so much business that you have to learn. So we're pretty much in it together. Yeah. So Andy's, you been our, Andy's been our marketing director since we started, and um, but she also has um, like a job that pays her really well that she does <laughs> um, full time. And so uh, it's sometimes really, you know, and, and no matter what kind of uh, work you're in, you have challenges. So she'll call and she'll say, okay, well, this is going on. Like, what do I do? And I'll, like, we'll, we role play yeah, I was all gonna the say, time. We role, that's one of like, my favorite things that we do. We're like, okay, this is a really hard situation. Okay, you be me, you be me. And like, we trade and we have like a role. Or you flip. Yeah, or like, we'll just like try out how we're going to approach the situation. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll kind of like know what she's, or already know, like, or anticipate what she's going to struggle with. So like, I'll focus <laughs> on that. And then, you know, she definitely... I can call her anytime like some crazy things are happening in the restaurant. I'm like, oh my God. Because when you're the boss, like you can't really vo voice like frustrations to anyone. Like there's no one you right. can really share those things with because it's illegal. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's lonely at the top. So I have to, I'll call Andy and I'll be like, you're not going to believe what yeah. just happened. So, I mean, it's just like, you know, sisterhood is always present. I mean, you know, siblinghood. I only know sisterhood, but, our, you know, it's always present. And it's really neat. It's, it's different than uh, a friendship in a way because no matter what, you just know it's going to be there in your corner. Right. I mean, do you find it that it's easier to work or create with your sister versus someone who's not related to you? No offense, Toby. <laughs> no offense. Because you're part of the family. Part of the family. Part, part of the family. Yeah. But, uh, you know, do you find there, like, the, you know, is it something that you have, uh, like, a shorthand? It's, you just sort of can, like, say half a sentence and you know, it's like, oh, I remember that from, like, five years ago. I know what you're talking about. Yes, absolutely. Like, I feel like we're, so, like, freakishly, like, share the same brain almost because we're already sisters. And then we have so many shared experiences being in the band that... I feel like I just have to say like one little thing or like give her one little look and she knows exactly like exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, and then we have to like explain it to everyone else because everyone's like, what just happened? What just <laughs> yeah, it's probably really annoying for other people. What type of language do you use to explain it? Do you have to pull up like reference points from your childhood or is it just a, a larger, deeper narrative? Like, really, it'll be like some really, really random reference to maybe some weird movie the or weirdest some, thing. some weird moment or fashion. But... Yeah. Just really obscure, um, 
and could be like 15 years old or yes. like yesterday. Yeah, we also um, like say a lot of the same things at the exact same time. Do you guys ever do that? So yes. you go yes. to a restaurant and they're like, how you guys doing? I'll be like, hi, thanks. Oh, sorry. And all at the same time. It's like you're trying to get out of each other's way and you keep stepping yes. in the same direction. Um, do you I two have a shorthand? Yeah, we definitely have a shorthand. It's super freaky too. Like, uh, like she'll, I'll call her and she'll, it won't ring once because she's like, I was just about to call you. <laughs> um, but I think it's also really good to work with, you know, it, there's there are pros and cons. Like sometimes... We're so, we can be sometimes so in our bubble of communicating in our own language that we convince ourselves that something's really funny or really genius. And then somebody comes in and says, it's not really a funny or... Yeah, are you, are you open? Like, oh my they, God, we thought it was hilarious. They don't get it. Yeah. It's their fault. But are you yeah. open to not just being, um, because you're siblings, listening to outside opinion and not just creating an echo chamber of yeah. resistance? Yeah, of course, and I think especially, I think especially with Homestay, because it's such a, it is a business, but it's so informed by our it's so personal. It's so personal. So like the 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 everything from the music choices to the decisions that Breezy makes about the way that the tortillas are going to be made or the chips are going to be sourced or even like personnel decisions, like. It's so informed by our shared, like you were saying, our shared um, experience and where we're from and so much of that. So, I mean, I think that, you know, we spent a few hours together working on, like, mission statement the other day. And we knocked it out really fast because we just get it in a way that someone who's not from there, maybe even, maybe they're from there from a different time or a different, like, you know, culture or whatever. But we, I don't know, I think we, we understand it like no one else could because they don't have this point of view. I mean, I know that there are things that can rile both Greg and I up, uh, and like we can just like ratchet each other up if something's, especially if something bothers us the same way just because we're brothers. Uh, you know, how do you keep each other grounded when you get into a situation that bothers both of you? Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> is it the honorary, the honorary sister? He said that's where I come in. But maybe not. Well, maybe. Hop on in. You can hop. Do you keep the, do you keep the family grounded? I don't know. I just I'm all, yeah. I don't know. I just remember one of the most an, annoying and I don't know why it was so annoying, but on tour they were cracking up about seal noises and they would just make seal noises to that. each other in the back of the car and it was like 30 minutes of just like hearing this while I'm driving. I was like, I don't fucking get it. Like, come on. It guys. was really funny at the time. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. Pretty funny. But if we both get we can be, like form a mind suck together. Yeah, yeah, if we like get on like a train, like something's really bothering us and yes. emotionally bring us down. It's really nice before a show to have other people involved who just like aren't part of that mind suck and kind of bring us back to reality. Um, so just even having normal conversation and just to leave our like conversation that never ends to break it up with right. anything else helps. For I feel sure. Like I'm more in your mindset that I'm not at this point though. So that's yeah, you've been no like co-opted. Um, but it is nice to have someone that is going to share, like, your anger and always back you up in situations. Yeah. Especially, you know, walking into different venues as musicians, as women, too. It's like we always have each other's back. And we also are aware of the things that are going to be, like, hurtful or offensive to the other person. We're both super aware of that. So then we can just help each other out, which is awesome. And for you, too. And despite us being triplets, we're so different. So Andy and I will have a very different reaction to the same you know, moment or, you know, she'll be having an experience and like really struggling with it. And I 
we're just wired. We're very similar, but we're wired really differently. And so our reactions are not often the same. So it balances out. Like if I'm struggling with something, she'll talk me down and just be really reasonable about it. And I yeah, recently she was really upset by the situation. I won't name names. But uh, yeah, you were like just flying off the handle. That I was like, Breezy, calm down. Don't give it that any was more you energy. Flying off the no, handle. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> but anyway, you're like, okay, like, but no one else can tell you that in that way. Yeah. I think. <laughs> so how do you? <laughs> and so how do you all push each other? Like, if you're creating a new menu item or you're writing a new song, like, how do you push? the sibling to go farther out of their comfort zone? Like, do you know when you say, I know you can do more? I know you can, like, challenge and, and rise above that. I feel like when we uh, perform, being the drummer, she's back there and sometimes she's up above. And I feel like Miro gives me really great advice on, like, how to improve my performance even, which is not always something you want to hear from anybody. But with your sibling, I feel like, I'm less likely to take offense. I can actually like listen to her critique. So I feel like that's really useful. Because it's kind of hard to take um, criticism in general, I would say. But when it's from a sibling, I feel like it's a little easier. Yeah, it's coming from a good place. Or you can get pissed, but it's like they'll forgive you. <laughs> how do you push each other? I mean, growing a business, how do you push each other to think beyond like what's right in front? Because you can get lost in the day to day. Like, how do you got, how do you push to grow? I don't really know exactly how to answer that, but I think that we are really individually, independently driven to always do better. Um, and we, that approach to life is what drove us out of our comfort zone in Texas to come to LA. And so we really are always talking about how we can get better. It's a, it's a, it's a constant conversation. Like it's a, we're always like, you know, having ideas. Okay, well, with work, like, well, what about this? And you can do this. And I mean, it's just having a conversation a lot of times and giving ideas that you maybe didn't, wouldn't think of on your own. And then you're like, oh, that would be really cool. So it's just a constant evolution and growth. And that's like the most exciting thing about being in a creative business is that you can always, you know, nothing stays the same and you can always come up with new ideas to make it better or different or more fun. Yeah, it's like a jumping off point when one of us has an idea. Um, it's like, okay, well, here's the idea and obviously it's going to get better once the <laughs> right, other person's right, brain right. is on it, uh, for sure. On the flip side of that, how do you sit down and have the hard conversations with each other when things are not going well without it going to uh, World War Three? I just, for everyone who's listening at home, everyone just had their own secret little smile and had a thought <laughs> and a really deep about breath. that conversation. A really deep breath. Yeah. I was just going to say, we've been to World War Three. Like, it's happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think because there's not, like, always the professionalism that you have with other people, sometimes it can go to a darker place faster, and it's like, you have to work over the years to figure out how to rein it in and not take it to, like, the sibling place, but keep it professional, because otherwise it will go there really fast. You know? I like that, the sibling place. You can get to sibling town that real dark fast. dark sibling place. <laughs> uh, what about the two of you, when you have the hard conversation, do you, do you have to psych yourself up when you have to go, like, I know that, I know how they're going to react, but I have to say this anyway? I have a visual of like a circle of like that that awkward professional place. Yeah, you can, we, we're like okay, we're gonna step into that the and have a hard conversation, yeah. and, and understand it's gonna be hard and understand it's necessary, and then we're gonna step out of it and you know keep moving, keep moving forward. Like I don't know, I 
I feel like we're pretty good about separating the two. There's so much overlap. It's so interwoven. But I think we're pretty good about just keeping it yeah, separate. and sometimes Andy will already know if I'm like, Andy, the Instagram sucks. And she's like, I know. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to... Like, she already knows. Sometimes I, you can just say the person's name and they go, I know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't feel like I have too many difficult conversations. I have so many, like, in running a restaurant. It's just like so... I'm, and I think as you get older and more experienced too, tough conversations in life generally become easier because you've done them more often. Right. When you're young, you're just like, oh my God, you know, like, but it, I think over time and uh, it just gets a little bit easier and you trust that, you know, you had a hard conversation once before, you're going to have one again and it's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, and you know that they're still going to be your friend and your sister at the end of the conversation. She has to be my sister. She has to. She doesn't have a choice. Um, so we, we want to end on a, on a couple of good notes because working with your sibling is a truly awesome thing if you have the opportunity to do it. Um, so what, do you, what would you say the best, like the best thing when you really think about it of working with your, your sibling, your sister is? I feel like it's uh, the, one of the best parts is just know that you're working with one of the closest people to you, like, in the world. Um, your whole family is, like, your, for me at least, like, my nuclear everything. So just knowing that your career is connected to that is such an amazing thing. And it's not, like, separate from family. It keeps us even closer. So that's one of the best parts for me. Yeah. And we share clothes. Yeah. On the everything. <laughs> I, I think it's having a, um, such a front row view to like, I, I don't know, I'm just like overwhelmingly proud of her, like regularly, um, on a professional level, on a personal level, like, I don't know, it's just so cool to like experience the struggle, like the highs and lows, because all this is very high and low, like none of it is like peachy peachy all the time, like it's, it's tough, um, but there's, when it's good, there's like nothing better, um, sure. so I think that being able to kind of like have these incredible shared experiences together as adults is like, oh my God, it's like the, the best like, like uh, sustenance of life. Yeah, I just think you're going on a journey together, you know, you're not, you, you started a band together, and, you know, there's a, we have a restaurant and it was like, and I, it went from my, an idea to a real thing and all. That journey is just so much, you know, it's just so much fun. And then you can, like, have it at, at, at the end of the day, you can say, like, remember when we, like, it was that way and when we were just doing this and, yeah, you know, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's rewarding. Uh, they, they know, no one knows your journey better than your sibling. Yeah, and even from the journey started, you know, when we were roommates. Oh, yeah. Woomates. Woomates. So, classic triplet or twin joke. Uh, final question um, what is the one piece of advice that you would give to other siblings who have yet to start a band or a business together that you wish you knew at the start that you know now hmm. I can take that one. Uh, yeah, hop on in I would just say like laying out really clear expectations oh, and yeah. like just saying like oh, yeah. this is what you know <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I think that can save you from a lot of pain and suffering. Because it, it, if you don't kind of, you know, because siblings, we just have like a, a general understandings. We're like, oh, we're just yeah. doing this. It's all good. Like, we'll figure it out along the way. But I think that's where it can get dangerous. So having an element of professionalism, which isn't maybe natural, but presenting that at the beginning as much as you can. And then knowing that you'll break every single rule that you lay out. But at least they were laid out, right? 
yeah, you can give it a good, a good shot. Yeah, that definitely is something that I would suggest also. Is, yeah, create guidelines um, of all shapes and sizes because, yeah, because you're siblings, those are going to be broken and you're going to do it together at the same time all the right. time. Um, Have some semblance of guidance. Yeah. And Not that you sure. always follow it. <laughs> Yeah, make sure to have like your moments that are just family that are separate from your business also, just to just yeah. keep those things separate once in a while. It's just healthy. Yeah, I think uh, having gone through the business together, money coming in together and living together is a lot without having, it's just a lot, but I wouldn't do it with anyone else. Uh-huh. Oh. Well, we want to thank you all for coming out. Um, thank you to Home State and Tangerine. Thank you to Eastside Food Festival. Thank you to the amazing staff out here for helping this out and making it sound good. Um, thank you for coming. And uh, if you want to go to Home State, or both in, in real life or online, where can they go? <clears throat> MyHomeState.com. Nice. Perfect. And for Tangerine, where can they hear the new music, see where you're playing, get some sweet, sweet merch? We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Music, uh, tangerineband.com is where you can find all that stuff. Awesome. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts and on the Instagram Snacky Tunes. Yes. Thank you to Kong. Thank you to Cameron, Max Sennett, Ann Lee, everyone. We have one last song from Tangerine. What's this last song? This one is called Nothing Better. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, you guys. It's you and me looking out the window, out the window, out the window. The boots go on, do anything. There's nothing better, nothing better, nothing better.
We talk about food. We talk about music with musical dudes. Finger on the pulse, snacky tunes. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.